0: Bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's go! Because this is Super League.
1: Hello everyone, good to have you with us once again for the latest edition of Eddie and Stevo the podcast. The best podcast available as we talk about the great game of Rugby League. Sponsored, as always, by Betfred. Now when we spoke to Steve-O last week, he's back home in Australia, it was raining cats and dogs. Here we have been enjoying our Rugby League on the hottest weekend of the year so far. steve i I've even got the Barbie out this weekend. Hope I'm not making you jealous, old boy. You have, completely.
0: (laughs) I just cannot believe it. The amount of rain that we have had in Sydney is frightening. And there's more to come. But even with the wet weather, we've had some fantastic rugby league football, haven't we, over the last weekend?
1: We have. It was a massive weekend for the sport on TV. BBC showed all three games from Ellen Road including the women's final a record crowd for the women's game in this country almost 6,000 were inside figures out uh, over the weekend showed that women's sport on TV is booming 15.1 million people between January and March this year watched uh, women's sport on television compared with just over 5 million last year so it does appear that women's sport and women's rugby league is on the boom the audience by the way Steve-O peaked for the women's Final at the weekend, about three hundred thousand, and for the Wigan Saints game, about nine hundred thousand. So they, you know, they're, they're fighting their weight, aren't they? Well,
0: they certainly are, because look, they play at a very, very top level, and some of the defence, I don't think I'd want to play against them. And it's developed over and over again, and because of that exposure we're having more and more females playing the greatest game of all. And I have no objection to that at all. I enjoy watching it.
1: Absolutely. And and it will inspire other uh, children to, to take part. And coincidentally, the Women's Super League starts this coming weekend. Now, Saints won all three trophies last year. They've already retained the Challenge Cup. Leeds said after the match on Saturday that they and all the others were after them again in 2022. Interestingly enough the Super League grand final for the women's game will be played guess where at St Helens
0: wonderful and why not because you know they're the champions they're the best they're the best side but as Leeds have made it quite clear they will be working very hard not only just Leeds but all the other teams they're getting closer and closer
1: and closer it's great for the game it is it was a fabulous advert for the women's game at the weekend right on to Saints and Wigan, what a match this was! You said never get a classic in a semi-final last week. Well, you did in this one, Stevo. It was a fantastic match.
0: It certainly was. Uh, two different attitudes. Uh, I think that Wigan went out there to hustle and bustle Saint Helens. Saint Helens, for some unknown reason, tried to keep the ball alive early in the piece, and they came up with errors that allowed them, that Wigan, to take control. 14 nil at half-time, you'd think to yourself, it's going to be difficult. But typical of Saints, they came back. Three wonderful tries. But the thing that surprised me, when they got in front for the very first time, they started to play for extra glory. When all they had to do was just shut up shop, make sure the defence was solid, and kick and kick and kick and just keep turning Wigan around and around. Now, when they took the lead, St. Helens should have made Wigan to try and keep the ball alive. And it was from St's mistake of trying to get the ball out wide when it really wasn't, the pass wasn't on. And what happened? They lost. It's their own fault, Eddie. They should have shut that game down. You were great in the first half, Wigan. We accept that. We've now taken control. But they didn't want to take control in the way that they should in the semi-final. And that's close everything down. And fair play to Wigan. They got that opportunity. It was a bad pass, a mistake, etc. and so forth. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. All
1: done and dusted. <laughs> yeah, they're on the way to Tottenham. I thought in defeat, Robey was absolutely magnificent again. But Johnny Lomax, Steve, well, he played with a bicep injury. Uh, The gamble failed, I'm afraid, but he did have a dig in the second half, hence probably the revival. But I think you'll agree, you can't play semi-finals and finals with injured players, can you? Correct. For once in my life,
0: Eddie, you are absolutely
1: correct.
0: (laughs) Look, it happens all the time. We've seen it at Wembley finals, we've seen it at, uh, at the grand finals, where you just plaster someone up, inject him in the knee, in the in the shoulder or whatever, uh, it's very rare that they can come up with a victory, because late in the game, that's when the game can
1: change. How significant do you think this Wigan win is? Because they'd lost nine of the previous ten meetings against St. Helens, this new-look Wigan, it's gaining momentum, isn't it? You know, They've not won at uh, Wembley or Tottenham where it is this year, since 2013. Do you think they'll come home with the trophy in 2022?
0: Well, they've got an opportunity, haven't they? Uh, most people in rugby league will, will say, surely they'll just brush aside Huddersfield. I'm not so sure. I thought the Giants were tremendous against Hull Kingston Rovers. Though I have to say, I don't think the wisdom of their coach, Smith, making it quite clear that he was leaving at the end, end of the season that, to me, was not a good build-up to a semi-final. Now, if he was going to retire from the game, that would have been different. That would have been, listen, boys, I'm retiring from the game, etc. and so forth. Um, Let's go out with a bang. I'd like to go out and win the Challenge Cup. But they were awful. They were not good whatsoever. I'm not taking anything away from Huddersfield. They had the right amount of defence Good attack. And McGildray, boy, did he not turn the clock back. I mean, at one point, four or five years ago, Eddie, he was one of the best wingers in the world. Well, is still
1: outstanding. He was amazing. He was. And we'll talk about Huddersfield in a moment, but Hulk KR outfought, outthought, and outplayed. I, I, and I just, I'm, I'm with you. I wonder, when we look back on 22 and Hulkingston Rovers, how different things might have been for Rovers had Tony Smith kept scum about his future until later in the season? Because there's no doubt about it, since the announcement, Hulkingston Rovers have gone down the gurgler. Well, it,
0: it can occur. Uh,
1: let's face it. Um, it's like it's
0: like a guy falling out with his girlfriend. Uh, they were looking towards the wedding. But I'm afraid they, they've thrown the, uh, the, the engagement ring, thrown it in the river simple as that everybody was looking towards it and you just look there must have been something behind all this you know it's been a long long time since the Rovers have have had superiority in rugby league it's been a long long time Eddie and here they were 80 minutes away from the chance of glory yet again it was like turning the clock back and yet someone's
1: pulled the plug i love your analogy of the the guy throwing the engagement ring in the river but, but listen uh, he says he says he's had They're no not ch- hey listen
0: rings aren't cheap now diamonds <laughs> they may be forever but boy
1: oh boy it hits your wallet like you wouldn't want to believe well it's it certainly has hit rovers and the way things have gone over the past few weeks now tony smith has said he's had no calls yet about future jobs uh, but he has actually said he's even maybe thinking about following the likes of Andy Farrell Kevin Sinfield of company into rugby union I don't think that helped Rovers either an injured player um, was taken uh, into the match on Saturday Kane Lynette also with a bicep injury he plainly wasn't fit that gamble really backfired because Lynette didn't last long did he and that reduces the substitutes well it was the same with Lomax
0: look Lomax has been the instrumental in making sure that Saints get the link from the forwards, three quarters, etc. He's their main man. And in the first half, he, he really wasn't at the races. He tried his dumbness in the second half, and they went hard and they got got themselves into the lead. And that's when they should have shut things down, as we mentioned earlier. But uh, over the years, all the Rugby League fans will point to, or oh, remember. Remember 94, remember 87, etc., when so and so went out there. How many times have we seen it? And after 10, 15 minutes, you've lost a player, your star player. I'd rather have someone fully fit that may not be as good a player, but at least he can defend, he can take the ball up. It's easy to say it now, but it's very rare that it pays off.
1: Yeah, hindsight is a wonderful thing I mean, to be fair, Rovers were without Lachlan Coote Uh, Mikey Lewis has been gone for weeks He is is a key player At least they weren't nilled Uh, They got a consolation try But let's talk about Huddersfield I think they were played absolutely magnificently And you've mentioned Jermaine McGilvery already What an incredible game he had Snuffed out the threat of Ryan Hall And rightly, he won the Man of the Match award
0: Fully deserved, yeah, uh, and, but the thing at Huddersfield is when you look through the list of players, nobody sort of just jumps out at you and say, "Oh is international class, is this that neither?" but as a team, boy, they tackled they were they were just wonderful, there was a solid unit right from the beginning, and you've got to say a lot of praise on the coach. He's been there, what, a, a year and a half?
1: Yeah, 18 and months, he, yeah.
0: He, he has done wonders. He didn't start out all that well. Right at the beginning, they were struggling. And he made it quite clear that he will get the way that he wants them to play. And anyone that will thinking, oh, we're going to walk all over them, forget that. No team, I... when it comes to a final, will walk all over them
1: no absolutely and he'll have them bouncing into Tottenham Stadium I'm sure and, and, and Ian Watson says he wants Huddersfield now to be as consistent as St. Helens moving forward um, it, it's it's that is a huge a huge ambition to have isn't it well good coaches always have that ambition and that's why he's
0: a good coach I I, I applaud him but I have to say that the Wigan coach he's done a damn fine job as well um, we mentioned it last week, didn't we? There's a certain ex-player that left Warrington <laughs> and went to Wigan and is a half-back. Your favourite player of all time, Eddie, his yeah. name is... Lee
1: Briers for Britain. Yeah, you're right. That's you're right. right. I can remember you
0: wearing the badge.
1: <laughs> Briers, <laughs> Briers for Britain. I've got a box full of them left, steve I I didn't have much support <laughs> at the time. Hey, no, <laughs>
0: Keep them keep them because they they will be they'll be worth a lot of money in years to come they will but there's, li- there's little doubt in my mind that the experience of Lee Breers I mean even when it comes down to a situation throughout this season at Wigan, there will be that moment when they need to have a field goal, the drop goal to win the game, and who was the best at that Lee Breers. So that's another bonus that Wigan can take in to the end of this season. He's obviously doing a fine job and the combination with Pete. Pete, to me, nice and calm. He doesn't get excited. He knows exactly what it is. And I thought it was a wonderful piece of PR when he said, don't get excited if we get to Huddersfield, uh, when we get to um, London, should I say Tottenham, Um I will not be classified as a success unless we win a trophy. The man is modest, is obviously a very, very talented coach, but what a guy to
1: have in your backroom staff. Indeed. I, I think it'll be a really good final. And, and for Huddersfield, and for people who've been at the club for years, like Ken Davey, I know they were there not too long ago and they got a bit of a shellacking at at Wembley. They didn't come up with it. But for, for for Huddersfield to get to Tottenham this year and for Ken Davey, how good is that? Oh, it, it, it's amazing. And not only that, what Ken
0: Davey has done before this in regards to trying to get the RFL and Super League together. Yeah. And I think you're here in the same room as Eddie in regards to the fact that this coming week, is going to be vital because that's when the the, the proper decision is going to be made uh, who new sponsors are going to be and the road forward is going to be announced this coming week. Have you heard those rumors?
1: Well I've, I've heard there's a meeting whether there's going to actually be an announcement uh, is, is yet to be seen but I think they're going to look at the whole uh, shebang and say right this is what we're going to do whether they will release a statement I don't know. I mean, they've got fantastic sponsors in our pals at Betfred. They support everything right across the board. If IMG move in, which is what again is being rumoured, this is an international sports management company and what an opportunity for the game if that comes off. But as we say, it's all rumours they've got this meeting this week. Fingers crossed because we need it. We do. We do. Right, back to the Super League business this weekend. The week before the Challenge Cup, Sylvain Houlès the Toulouse coach hinted that his club should be exempt from relegation we've mentioned that we mentioned it right at the start of this season they're now cast adrift at the foot of the table probably out probably gone predictably Derek Beaumont the Lee owner and chairman whose side have been relegated three times is unimpressed and he says regardless of nationality exemption from relegation should never be allowed happen. Can't blame
0: him. Well, it, uh, of course you can't blame him, but you don't have to go far back to remember Catalan. They got the exemption, remember? They did. They finished bottom, I think, two or three times. That's right. And look at them now. They're a top. They're a top club. And I can understand why Toulouse are saying, well, please give us time. And you you can't expect the lower clubs in the championship to say, well, it's unfair. And it is unfair. But what what do we want to do? Do we want to develop down in the south of France? Or do we just forget about them, go back, they get relegated and probably maybe don't get another chance of playing in Super League? Or do we go back to what we've done with Catalan? And let's face it. You've got to admit, it's been a wonderful, wonderful exercise. And when you look at the crowds that Catalan are attracting,
1: they're a lot more than what we've got in, in, in England. They they are, but the, the big problem for a lot of the clubs to get their heads around is that there are two uh, teams there, Catalan and Toulouse, who come to the UK every other week. They bring nobody with them. Now, we've said in the past, it's up to the club's in this country, to spread their fan base locally and not worry about away support, but I can see where some of the CEOs are coming from. They say financially they bring not very much to the game when they play in this country, which is which is a a little bit of a sort of a closed view on it. Not the way to think, maybe, but I can understand where they're coming from.
0: Of course, uh, the biggest problem we've had in in the British Isles or shall we say uh, Yorkshire, Lancashire and London London so, these days British is, Isles the, British Isles is alright yeah. British Isles again. OK British Isles will do <laughs> uh, the, the, the biggest problem is is that uh, so many times we are just interested in our club yeah. they don't want to expand uh, they never wanted to do it um, when when it was taken over when when Murdoch came with the big money, et cetera and so forth, there were plans to play in Lisbon, there were plans to play all over the place. Um, but we have to be honest with ourselves. The majority of people say, we don't want change. We want it to be the same. And I, I think that's it held us back. Now, if you look at the Australian situation, um, many, many years ago, Oh, you can't can't bring anybody else that's outside of New South Wales. No way can you do that. No, 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 it's our competition. It was a New South Wales competition. And then there was a change, a huge change. Look at Melbourne. Two sides now up in Queensland, three sides up in Queensland, should I say, one in the Northern Territory, and maybe there'll be some town, I don't know, up in Darwin one way or the other and they're even now looking um, to have a second club in New Zealand so their outlook is spreading the wings wide sadly in the UK we're
1: closing the wings we're not even wanting to fly yes I know it's a a difficult situation it it really is Um, listen we spoke earlier on about what we believe to be the bad timing from Tony Smith and his announcement at at Hull KR. What about this from Jay Field at Wigan in this past week? He's walking away with the Man of Steel at the moment. He's averaging more than a try a game at Wigan. He signed a two-year contract extension to stay with the club till the end of 2024. Yet he's chosen this week, the week before the semi-final which they lost again, there's, there's a hint. He chose this week to say his ambition is to go back to the NRL and prove himself. He's proven himself in Super League, steve Well, you can't blame him, Eddie.
0: I can, look, and I have. I, no, when you... Look, listen, he wants to go back and make sure that everyone in Australia said, look, they made a mistake. I'm a top-quality player. International standard. Yes, he's doing it in, in the UK. And he's an outstanding player. Agreed. But deep down but he deep down, Eddie, he'll say, I want the Sydney fans, the Melbourne fans, up in Brisbane, I want them to say, Boy, this guy is world class. You cannot stop a man wanting to prove
1: where he was born and bred. Understand that. Understand that completely and utterly. He's got two and a half well, are seasons. You, are, it, you ag- are you are you against it then? No, I, no. What I'm against is he's just signed a new deal. He's got two and a half seasons to serve in this country. Why now? Why not say that at the end of 2024? Well, maybe it was a slip of the tongue. Maybe some interview. <laughs> maybe some
0: maybe some journalist said, um, "Do you think you'll stay in the UK?" And he'll probably turn around and said. No, no, my ambition is to go back and prove myself to people in Australia that I'm world class. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Look, if you don't set yourself a target, I mean, they've got him for two years, and maybe they're lucky that they've got him on a two-year contract, because quite a few of them, I can assure you, will be looking out to get this guy to go back. And it was a smart move to sign him up for two years not just for 12 months and talking about signing what about Matt Duffy the fullback at Canterbury Bulldogs right is a star in his own right but the Bulldogs they are struggling they are odds on to win the wooden spoon they're already at the bottom of the NRL league table and the word is that Warrington and Leeds are set to be chasing him for next season His contract at the Bulldogs finishes at
1: the end of this year. Nothing wrong with that, because there you are. The contract finishes the end of this year. He's looking to his future now. I understand that completely. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, talking of Australia, uh, I see that Parramatta defeated the unbeatable, the uh, wonderful Penrith of Steve-O. They beat Melbourne recently as well. Uh, to announce themselves as serious challengers, but a conversion miss by Penrith's Nathan Cleary is now being investigated by the NRL because the Panthers lost 2022, and that miss ultimately cost them the game. Something about the, the Parramatta trainer running back or running on as the the kick was taken. What's going no.
0: what on? Uh, well, it's true, and uh, if you get a chance to see the video, uh, it's laughable. Uh, if you're a, a, a Parramatta supporter. Uh, Certainly not if you are a penniless supporter, because uh, did it upset Cleary's attempt of the conversion? Who knows? But the laws of the game state quite clearly that nobody has to move, the players can't move, they can't stand underneath the sticks, and yet this trainer, you can see him running right across, underneath the crossbar, uh, and it, it could have put Cleary's attempt well and truly off.
1: So, so what are NRL they going to do make... about it? What, what are they well, going to do about
0: NRL it? Well, the NRL will have an investigation. He will be fined. The club will be fined. Um, he will be suspended for maybe three, four, four weeks. It happened before, ironically, it was the Penrith trainer last season that, went, <laughs> w- that ran on to the field of play whilst the opposition had possession and alerted the referee that the Penrith player was injured. And amazingly, the referee obviously got confused and stopped the game. And it, at a time when <laughs> when the opposition probably was going to score a try, oh. now he got three he got three weeks and I think the the club got fined twenty thousand. But I reckon that's what will happen. Uh, heavy fine, big big warning. They won't change change the result. They can't I, do that.
1: I was going to ask that.
0: There's no way they can't change that, can they? they no, can't. no, 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 no. It's it, it it's all over and done. But Look, full credit to uh, Parramatta Eels. I mean, they got walloped last week to such an extent that some of the ex-Parramatta players Ray Price in particular uh, more or less politely said, pull your head in. He used a little bit more, shall we say um, pretty language <laughs> or yeah. um, pretty language to say colourful, colourful, um, colourful and, language colourful. colourful. And do you know any? It, it did the trick and I just said they've beaten Penrith and they've beaten Melbourne in the past now so they're pretty confident that when it comes to crunch games they can produce and they did but everyone said it was close and it was only two points put in there. but when you look at the statistics right Penrith they missed 31 tackles in that game now up until the kickoff of that game I don't think Penrith had missed thirty-one tackles the entire season, so it gives you some indication that if you don't get your defense right, you could end up losing and that is what happened.
1: You know this podcast is amazing, and you have just amazed me now. You actually <laughs> you actually look at statistics, you didn't look at statistics for thirty years alongside me. you weren't interested.
0: Well, I I finally got glasses down here (laughs) in Sydney and uh, as I'm speaking, I'm I'm reading, I can actually read now, but um, did you want us to be believed that I didn't use any stats?
1: Yes, I did. When I was was working alongside (laughs) you. I I did because I remember numerous times we turned up at the match and you looked at me and said, who's playing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, look, I'm just looking uh, down if there's, if there's anything else to talk about um, Oh yeah, listen Hull Daily Mail um, This is the latest The saying that Jake Truman Is on the verge of a move to Hull FC For 2023 Jake Truman's contract ends this year Steve-o, Perfectly legal this So 2023, Jake Truman for Hull Says the Hull Daily Mail Luke Gale into a coaching role
0: That is amazing.
1: That really
0: is amazing. But he's got the experience. It wouldn't surprise me. Listen, Eddie, anything to do with rugby league, we shouldn't be surprised. We've been shocked for many, many years. And no doubt we will be shocked for many years to come.
1: That's why we call
0: it the greatest game of all. Absolutely. It's not boring. It's a fantastic game. We have fantastic players. And best of all, we've got the best supporters in the
1: entire world. I'm biased. I know you are. And I couldn't agree with you more. And what's more, you're absolutely right. It comes up with shocks and surprises each and every week. And the biggest surprise is I'm talking to Stato. Stato himself, Stevo, And I'll talk to you again (laughs) same time next week. Take care.